Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. PJ and Max back with you 2022. Howie Douglas held it down. Not scared to give his opinion, that is for sure. What's going Palma on, Grante? What? What? What'd he say? Pomegranate? Pomegranate? Oh, he tried to say pomegranate, but pomegranate. About Yo, let me tell you something. Oh, and he said pomegranate. Y'all got to lay off of Harry, man. You know Harry down in the A, man. He, you know, he got a little twisted little words. It's a southern boy, man. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah, let me tell you yeah, something. Let me tell you something. Though. He gonna get this. They should call it a pomegranate. That sounds better. Pomegranate. They, they messed it up when they called it a pomegranate. Well, pomegranate. While we're on the subject, I should let all of you guys know that you cannot light a candle. In the studio, it is a uh, against policy and a fire hazard. We Duh. Like a Duh. Okay. Well, well, we, Duh. We, well, some people didn't know that. We learned that over the break while you guys were gone. So it is, yes, it is against policy. It is a fire hazard yeah. to light a candle to light a candle in the studio. You're saying to 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 put fire in a studio yes. is a fire hazard. Yes. So fire, so in other words, is hazardous Duh. in a studio. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Who okay. had a candle? Eric Douglas. So, what did he have a candle for? Pomegranate. Pomegranate? Oh. You lit a pomegranate on blood, fire? Man. Listen, uh, pomegranate. <laughs> a lot has changed alone. in the NFL since oh, we were last no. year, the three of us. Five teams in the AFC have clinched playoff spots, gentlemen. And the five teams and five other teams are in the mix for the two remaining spots in Week 18. That's in the AFC and the NFC. Six teams in, have clinched. And two teams are vying for the last spot. One of those teams to clinch a spot in the playoffs is the Philadelphia Eagles. What does that mean for second-round pick Jalen Hurts of two years ago? Here's our ESPN Eagles reporter, Tim McManus. From where I'm sitting, like it's, it's hard to move away from a 23-year-old who leads mm. your team to the postseason in his first year as a full-time starter Exactly. You know, especially he's, he's coupled with a you know, first-year head coach in Nick Sirianni. The expectations were super low, and, and he's already exceeded them. And let's w- see what happens in the postseason. All, the, all that said, you know, the Eagles have absolutely been exploring other options. That's, Why would you explore any other options? Yeah, that's no interesting. Other to explore. What, what do you think that is, Key? I, I, you're high on Jalen Hurts. I'm not. I'm. He should start obviously because he has high upside. Wait, hold on, Max. Yeah. Though. Why we're you don't all, we're like all Jalen high Hurts. on Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Why you don't By the like way, Jalen Hurts, though? Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I do like Jalen okay. Hurts. Okay, I just want to – I'm saying it's like – you, you made it seem like Key was the only one on the show who was high on Jalen Hurts. That's all. Well, no, because I'm asking Key this question. Uh, okay. Right. Because I'm – and I think Key – like, I, I am high on Jalen Hurts. Would I say he is the franchise quarterback permanently? I need to – I want to see him still be consistent. So, so First, let me ask you this question, yep. though. Is yep. Joe Burrow the franchise quarterback? Yep. Yes. Yep. He is. Yep. And yes. Justin Herbert is? No doubt. That's what but I'm saying. Jaylen, but Jalen Hurts isn't. He is. If you're asking, has he locked it down the way Herbert or Burrow has, I would say no. Has Herbert but, led his team to the playoffs yet? Not yet, although that could oh. be coming in the next in his not, very next not, game. But with Herbert, I, I was though, a Key, simple yes or no, man. But, but Key, with, with He's Herbert, also you're talking more division. about. Yeah, I exactly. Don't, don't give well, you're talking me, about what it, don't of course give me it that size, frame, arm talent. Don't give me that because Jalen Hurts. Okay, so you're putting Jalen Hurts with Justin Herbert. Yeah, but I'm not ready to put Jalen Hurts with Justin Herbert. Okay, you and can Joe though, Burrow. Key. That's on you if you, you want to do that. Put him all in the same but bucket, not, Key. 
It's not about putting them in the same buckets and this, that, and compare. I'm just asking you a simple question as young quarterbacks. Has they have they led yes. their team to the playoffs? No, not yeah. Well, Joe Burrow has, and Herbert give him another game. Like maybe the answer is but, yes. There's one more but game to we say. anoint, but we anoint them as the future quarterbacks of their team. Yep. Because why? Because, because they were better. drafted higher. Because they were drafted higher. Well, and when you were drafted lower, you get discounted. Because of that. Hold on. This is this the same has, dude talking about these little bitty quarterbacks, this and that? Not, like Jalen Hurts isn't small. Yeah, he ain't six foot four, six foot six. six. But Jalen Hurts is every bit of six one and a half. Oh, he got that little extra half. Yeah, Key, yeah. way to and, back and, the six and, one and, and a half guys. And, and he's squatting seven hundred pounds with his legs. All right. I'm, of course I like Jalen Hurts. I, as I said, year one against in the Arizona game, which they lost. I thought, ooh, Hertz is right there with Kyler Murray. He's looking good. He flashed in year one. He's gotten better in year two. But the point is, so can we listen to that sound again, Evan? Like, uh, because the end of that Evan's sound here. is interesting to me. When, why do you think, Key, in that case? Okay, let's listen to the sound. Special emphasis on the end of this sound. Listen. From where I'm sitting, like, it's, it's hard to move away from a 23-year-old who leads your team to the postseason in his first year as a full-time starter. Exactly. You know, especially he's, he's coupled with a you know, first-year head coach in Nick Sirianni. The expectations were super low, and, and he's already exceeded them. And let's what, see what happens in the postseason. All, the, all that said, you know, the Eagles have absolutely been exploring other options. See, key. They've been exploring other options. You could talk about draft status all you want. You do know what the other options are, though. The other options were at the beginning of the season before the trade deadline with Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Yeah, but if those, those are the other right? options. But if those guys were available, I'm the Bengals – but, but I'm saying the Bengals and the Chargers are both like, nah, we're good. We don't need those guys. Because but the of Eagles the are looking. the capital that they invested into those guys I don't think already. that's the reason. I hear you. I don't think that's the reason. hundred percent. I think, I think the Bengals and the Chargers are just satisfied that their guy is the real deal and, and they're good. If they took their quarterback in the second or third round and that quarterback didn't start a year ago, you got to remember one thing that you can't do with me and this stuff is twist it. Though both of those dudes have started two years in a row now, mm-hmm. full well, time. Well, I came a Burrow got hurt Jaylen the first year. Hurts no, but he still started the beginning of the yeah. season. He only missed the half of the last what three games of the season. Mm, maybe. He missed the, I mean, He played thirteen games last year. Did he? Yes. Okay. So thirteen games. When you look at that over the course of two seasons, of course they going. That's their franchise quarterback. When a guy's only played a full season it's now, ten games it, by the way. It, okay, so ten still a full season. He's still the starter mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. So they got a chance to see what he could be. Not only that, you got a guy in Jalen Hurts who has led his team to the playoffs at a 9-7 and seven record, has a chance to go 10 after this week. They, they, they got Dallas Cowboys. So 9-7 and seven in his first season at 23 years old. I, I get it. I, I'm, I like Jalen Hurts, and I think he has a promising career ahead of him. Key, if you have Joe Burrow and someone says, I'll trade you Jalen Hurts, you're saying no. But if you have Jalen Hurts and someone says, I'll trade you Joe Burrow, aren't you saying yes? Mm. You probably mm. 
Yeah, it's all you saying. probably mm-hmm. are saying yes today because you got two years. I see. Of yeah, you have more evidence, right? You got two but, years of film, and you got a number one overall pick versus a guy in his first year. Now, here's what I would tell you, Smarty Pants: If I got Lamar Jackson, and I got Joe Burrow. What are you gonna do? Depends are you gonna on. trade Lamar Jackson for Joe Burrow? Depends upon what kind of team and what kind of style I want to play. But now Probably you're Probably t- not. Yeah, now you're talking about a guy to your that point has a about body track of record. Work. No question. Exactly. No question. And by the way, Jalen Hurts does some things that only like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray does, and he has a chance to join that bucket, as you would call it. But the there is less evidence on him, which is why going forward, the the there are question marks. When he got hurt, and Gardner Minshew took over, and they won. Gardner Minshew, who's an excellent backup, I think he's a starting caliber quarterback. For who does not have the upside? <laughs> well, he has he has been a starter in the past. He does not have the upside of Jalen Hurts. So there's no point in starting him over Jalen Hurts because you want to find out about him. But that's the point. Even as promising as Jalen Hurts looks, you still want to find out about him. He, he's a, he's a second round pick though, man. When you're a second-round pick, they're not, you're not getting the same benefit of the doubt early in your career. It's just, it doesn't work like that. That's just not the way the league has done things. That's true. It, it, they just, they, it's the reality of it. They're just not going to do that as when you become a second-round pick. You know who else was a second-round pick? Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Second-round pick. It does but, color the way you think about guys, yeah. If they don't make the playoffs next year, say they get bounced early and they don't make the playoffs next year, key, are you still saying that he's your guy? Depends on how he plays, what it looks like. Yeah, yeah we're still I, in the process of finding that's, out. That's about that's, him. that's my yeah. point. That, Baker, it's like, May, Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick coming into the season. He was your guy. Yeah, I'm not going I, out I, of the I, season. I'm he just, ain't your guy. I'm just still talking about the Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Like I feel like when I watch them play, I know they're my guy. No doubt. I know, I know we're moving forward for the next no five, doubt. ten years with these guys. Right? Like the Cincinnati Bengals are a year out, right? But if they went on a run this year, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. and I'm still wondering next year, like if they, you know, if the Eagles get bounced in the first round of the playoffs next year, I'm like, uh, okay. But, but, like I, but I, I, I got to see. I know I have to continue, continue to see more, a lot more mm-hmm. from Jalen Hurts. What if, more what so if, I have to see from Burrow or Herbert. What if Herbert loses to the Raiders and miss the playoffs, and then next year they fall right on their face again, three straight years in the playoffs? Is he still your guy? Who's more talented? Yeah, he is. Who's more more talented? I think it's an easy question. Herbert or Hurts? In terms of what talent portion, though? Just QB natural talent. If you're assessing a quarterback, who is more talented? The six-foot-six guy who, by the way, can run and has a huge arm? I would probably – I would probably lean more toward Justin Herbert as, as as more talented for the style and quarterback in which the league has traditionally liked. He ain't more talented as a athlete than Jalen Hurts. By the he way, is not more talented well, I never as said an that. than Jalen Hurts. By the way, you so know, I, 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 so that's why I'm, I'm breaking it down. That's fair. So that that's we're fair. very clear about when we start to say who's more talented. Talent is two th- different things. Is he is he talented as far as accuracy and arm strength, or is he more talented in his legs? Is he more talented in comprehending the scheme? Like it, it's a lot that go into this quarterback conversation, Jay. So what I like to do yeah. when people start trying to get in these conversations with me is really break it down because people will leave it open ended and make you think something that it's not. The Eagles have beaten the Washington Football Team. 
the New York football giants. Again, I'm going reverse chronological order. Again, the Washington football team, the New York Jets. Then they lost to the Giants. But so far, these are wins against bad teams. The Saints, this is you know post-injury to the quarterback. Um, the Broncos, they lose to the Chargers. Like they're beating the, the, the bad teams and losing to the good teams. But that's okay. That's step one in becoming a winning team. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Week 18 is just a few days away. But a huge game in the NBA is just a few hours away. Kyrie Irving makes his season debut for the Brooklyn Nets tonight at the Indiana Pacers. And Yes Network's Sarah Kustak is with us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Sarah. What's up, Sarah? Max, KJ, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. So how did we get to this point where Kyrie (laughs) is now about to play as a part-time starter? Max, how much do you, can I stay on for the rest of the show? We, uh, we've got some time here to, to get into that because I think it, it, there's a lot of layers to it. And more than anything, um, I think it was just a decision by the team that at this point and the circumstances uh, surrounding what would happen was best to have him and welcome him back. And Kyrie came back. He obviously now is coming out of health and safety protocols, um, but was welcomed back to the team just just a few weeks ago, and I, I think there has always been a mutual respect and understanding of the decision uh, to initially not have him around the team and not have a part-time player, but I think, you know, it's just been a constant evaluation from ownership, from the front office, from the coaching staff, from the team of what would work best at circumstances through the season, and I think at this point they felt like not only wanting the talents of Kyrie on the road, um, the ability for the team to be really flexible and fluid in having him in the rotation and then out of the rotation at home. And also just, you know, needing, needing another body and, and needing a little burst and needing um, something added at this point of the year. And so, you know, I, I think for all of us, we're really excited just to see him play basketball again and see him back on the floor. And I think his teammates and coaching staff and everyone have welcomed him in with open arms and are really looking forward to having him. Sarah, I know that Kyrie has been, you know, he's been playing in grammar schools, been playing, working out with different college teams. Uh, He's been staying in shape to a degree, but how does Steve Nash insert him back into the offense? Like, how do you make this work on the court? I think think someone, Jay, of his skill set, I'm not sure it's going to be as challenging just inserting him back into the lineup in a season which, and we've every team has dealt with it, but in a season of which with the Nets, they've had countless number of starting lineups, rotations, guys in and out, uh, whether injury, health and safety protocol. I mean, th- this is a just a factor of how teams are playing, of needing to be really, really fluid in who's on the floor. So I think with that being said, they're so used to – playing with different guys, playing with different combinations. I think a talent of Kyrie's is going to be a easy fit in using him on the floor. What I'm really curious to see is the amount of minutes, the amount of run, um, who he's on the floor with. How much are you focused on, you know, or focused on Kyrie's return. But think about last season when you didn't necessarily see a lot of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving all together. 
due to injuries. So to see those three guys together, you know, how often are you having them out? When are you staggering them in the rotations? I think that's going to be a, a work in progress. And then, of course, just the balance of it's not just so much about Kyrie, but some of the other players, Patty Mills and DeAndre Bembry, and those who are their role may change and alter when you're on the road as opposed to on the home uh, at home. Their their minutes may change and alter. I think all of those things are going to be considerations, but I think it's a work in progress. And I think the fact that it's January and you're not talking about this in March or April when you're in a short runway to the playoffs is something that will give them some time to see how mm-hmm. this all works. Sarah Kustak joining us, Yes Network Nets analyst on Keyshawn J. Willemax. Sarah, I have to ask you, a lot of people at this network have been saying it's always something with Kyrie Irving. Uh, as a person who is a betting man, I know myself, if we were to make a bet, like, what do you think the chances are something doesn't happen off the court or an incident with Kyrie coming back for the latter half of the season? I, I, have, I have no idea, Jay, because, you know, as we know, with all individuals, I don't want to speculate on – anything that's going to happen because anytime we assume things are going to happen, you know, there's always something that you don't anticipate or expect. What I will say is that Kyrie's first day back at practice when he spoke to the media, um, he was so honest and he was insightful in that this, he understood the consequences in making his his decision to not get vaccinated, respected the decision of ownership in, in the team in the front office and, and not being a part-time player, but he said, I, I didn't fully, and I can't remember, but he said, I didn't fully understand just how much it would hit me, how challenging and hard it would be. And I think this is an individual that loves to play the game, loves to be around his team. I mean, Kevin Durant, one of his best friends, loves to be in that atmosphere. Uh, so from my perspective, I think, you know, in many ways, to be away from something you love so much and come back to it. My, my hope for him, my hope for the team, my hope for him as an individual um, is that this will be a great opportunity for him to be surrounded by the things and the people that care about him, that he cares about, and that he will be able to go out and show what he does best. And he is such an extraordinary, extraordinary basketball talent uh, that, that that to me is the hope that he'll be able to then focus on, you know, a goal that this group and this team had set out to do and fit in within the context of what it is that they're trying to accomplish. Sarah, how, how difficult, and, and, and I know last year, right, they, they were in and out of the lineup. There was injuries, you know, whether it was Harden one day and then it was KD the next and Kyrie the next, and they really never got all three on the floor together. How challenging do you think it's going to be when he goes on the road and he plays in, you know, two, three games in a row on the road or whatever the number would be, and then all of a sudden he's not there for a home stretch? How difficult is that going to be for them and Steve Nash to get things in some sort of continuity? Yeah, Key, I think that's the big question. Uh, I don't. I don't think, you know, fitting him in, what we saw out of them last year, and especially when, when the big three had played together, the offense was beautiful. I mean, how, how they were able to. I think they're players that have such veteran experience, and then you tack on the complementary 
guys, whether it's Patty Mills, you know, they've been missing a lot of three-point shooting with, with Joe Harris being out. Uh, but some of these other individuals, just their instincts and feel for the game, how they want to play, what they run offensively, the free-flow nature of it. Um, I, I think just the actual X's and O's and how they operate, uh, that, that to me is of the lesser concern of how they sort that out. More of it is just the, uh, the back and forth, yeah, of, of having a guy that impacts the lineup, impacts your production so much that's not there at home. And, again, the other players, to me, it's, it's some of these other individuals who their roles may change, their touches may change, their, the, the amount of shots that they get may change or, or what's asked of them. Um, that, I think, just re- requires a, a lot of uh, just buy-in from everyone top to bottom in this group and a lot of unselfishness and sacrifice. And so, you know, do, do I think it's absolutely doable for sure, but that to me, I think for all of us is going to be, you know, the big part of what we continue to watch is how they're able to go about doing this and not just, you know, the the challenges of Kyrie being in and out, uh, but how it affects everyone else within the lineup and within the roster. In the history of the game, at each guy's size, the combination of ball handling and shooting at all three levels is unprecedented. It would be great to see these guys get some extended burn together. That's for sure. Sarah Kustak, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for jumping on with us, Sarah. Appreciate it. All right, legend Sarah. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Have a great one. That is Yes Network analyst Sarah Kustak. Game coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Sarah is doing the game with Ian Eagle and Michael Grady, a sideline reporter. All right, guys. Man, I, you know, here's another thing that Kyrie could do. Get the vaccine and safe and effective. Yeah, and playing all the this, games. Uh, okay. I'm just saying. Okay. You know, it's not, it's not yep, that hard. 2022, New Year. The Bengals went to the playoffs. But can they get to the Super Bowl? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Uh, We have uh, now, I mean, when I think about 
Oh, you know I'm a big offensive line guy, Jay. Yeah, you are. When I think about right tackles, the right side of the line, well, this is as good as it gets that I've ever seen with my own eyes. Willie Anderson, Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist this year, finally. Former Bengals offensive lineman and right tackle extraordinaire. He not only would block for the run like nobody's business, you couldn't, he did, the guys didn't record that many sacks on this dude either. <laughs> Willie Anderson joins us via the Goodyear hotline, brought to you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. Congratulations on being a finalist, Willie. Thank you, Max. And also, I had no idea you were a big offensive line guy. That's, that's good to hear. Oh, man, it's the whole thing. That's how you build a team. That's why his back hurts no from Pop Warner offensive line. <laughs> Dude, you know? I, yeah, my back hurts from watching the offensive line. <laughs> yeah, Pop Warner now. Yeah. I, yeah, I now play Pop Warner offensive line now. Yeah. What's up, Mobile? What's going on, Brave? How you doing, man? Man, long time. No, see, I was long time. I was reminiscing about the ATL thinking about you, man. I Woo, Big Willie. Big Will. <laughs> Good old day. Congratulations. Somebody thoughts man. on that. Congratulations thank on you, everything and in, in, uh, everything you accomplished throughout your career, and whatnot. When you look at the Bengals, you, your old team, obviously, you know it was good and bad times in your tenure in Cincinnati, based on you know the, the playoffs and getting there and not getting there and winning the division and not winning the division. What was your expectations of Cincinnati heading into this season? Definitely, we, you know, a lot of folks would be lying if we thought we saw. Um, AFC North Championship, but um, uh, we did think we would see an improvement. Um, obviously, everyone was wondering uh, what Jamar Chase was going to be. A lot of us all said we need to uh, pick an offensive lineman, and, and we now see in today's football um, having an elite receiver and an elite passing game is, is kind of the way to go. So no one could predict it, you know, the unbelievable season that Chase is having and Joe is having. The offensive line has held up. And, um, the, uh, you know, the biggest thing was the turnovers and the sacks the defense is getting to. So those guys, getting guys like Hendricks, um on the defensive line and in, in, in free agency was a huge thing for the Bengals. And uh, we're seeing it pay dividends right now. Well, I got to ask you, before last week's game, Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo said Joe Burrow reminded him of a young Tom Brady. Uh, whenever you say Tom Brady's name in comparison to anybody, I think that applies a lot of pressure. How fair of a comparison is that? Well, that's always, Jay, um, always a, uh, a hard comparison on, on anyone, you know, with, you know, with Tom being the GOAT. Um, I would liken it to with, with um, Joe being, to me, um, a young Carson Palmer, a guy who came in with the moxie and the, the attitude and the, the mindset to come in and change, change around a franchise, also having an elite arm. Um, the things Carson did back in um, '04 are similar to what Joe's doing right now. You know, the, um, win, you know the, the whole thing about winning the, the division, giving guys confidence, bringing a new attitude to Cincinnati. To me, what Carson did and what Joe did right now, I think you know Joe's on the elite level right now, and we're all hoping that one day he reaches, he does reach that Tom Brady status. Um, you, we're talking about O line. You were now a finalist for the Hall of Fame playing on the O-line. And a lot of people thought, and you mentioned it uh, moments ago, um, talking to Willie Anderson, pro football Hall of Fame finalist and Bengals offensive lineman um, um, in the late 90s. You mentioned it moments ago how the game has changed, but still, Willie, you need a line. And the Bengals did not draft the guy people wanted them to take on the line. 
and and yet Jonah Williams and other guys like they, they've been performing admirably. Do you think they're going to need help coming up in this upcoming draft on the line, or do you like the way they're playing? Well, I do like the way they're playing, um, but obviously every year everyone has to improve with, with talent and get better at certain positions. And I'm sure the offensive line is one of the positions the Bengals are looking at, you know, trying to up, to upgrade. But those guys, you know, Spain and Jonah and all those guys, Trey Hopkins, those guys are playing Admiral this season. Yes, it's been it's been hard at some times, and, but they have held up in crucial times to give Joe protection and, and give him a good running game. And um, so to me, th- those guys play better than expected. But I'm sure people want to um, go in and, and, and bring in some more talent. But you got to give those guys a lot of credit. They've done, you know, up against some tough defenses this season against the Ravens, against um, Kansas City. Those guys have held their own and allowed Joe and those guys to put up big points. Willie, when I look back at it, I, I thought the Bengals should have selected Penny Sewell to, to obviously solidify the offensive line. They moved on from that and decided to take on a receiver from LSU and Jamar Chase. How impressed – have you been with Jamar's Chase rookie season thus far? It's been unbelievable, man. It's been, I mean, about week five, we all started wondering, like, when teams are going to start double-teaming this kid. Like, they were literally leaving him one-on-one, and he was just torching DBs. So, to to see that, man, you know, we all, he, I was one of the ones, too, that was, you know, picking off of the lineman, too. But, again, like I say, in today's NFL, you know, you can go put a, um, a small fence around your quarterback, but give him some elite receivers. You know, he tires the league up. But, um, you know, no one could predict if the record said it was, except Jamar. Jamar said, he came out and said, he's going to set NFL records. And people kind of got, you know, irritated by the rookie saying that. But he, he said it, and, and he did it. And, you know, um, true to the receiver's form of, of, of having that kind of moxie and attitude, he did his thing, man. And, and it's been impressive, and it's also been record-setting. Willie, how much of that do you think is because they played in school together and had that built-in chemistry uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I think it plays some, but I think it's individually, man. You got two great players that you know. If Jamar Chase played with another really good quarterback, he probably do the same thing. If Joe Burrow mm-hmm. played with another good receiver, do the same thing because you, you see him do the same thing with T. Higgins and Boyd and these guys. But having that connection, if they say if they say it means something to him, you know, we all take it for their word, and um, it means something to them. So um, having that history together definitely uh, has been showing that it, it's helped them out this season. Willie, a uh, big game over the weekend, watching the Bucks beat the Jets in a big-time comeback. But what are your thoughts on Antonio Brown walking off the field shirtless? <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was a, a crazy visual, bro, um, that everybody on social media, from barbershops, everybody had their opinions on him. You know what I mean? But I, I think, you know, um, the visual of that is, is, is crazy. But I think, like, when you saw Tom's explanation, of you know them caring about him and, and wanting to get him help, I think it's kind of um, that's kind of everybody's mindset right now. I think and trying to figure out what was it that led to that moment, you know that you know some of us would, would never know about it, but the visual of that was uh, was crazy as hell. <laughs> you know, just seeing it for the first time. Have you have you started crying yet, man? Because you you know you're a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How many tears have man, you shed? I, man, I did shed a tear, Key. Um, you know when. Um, Watching this, watching watching the uh, selection show, I told myself I wasn't going to watch it because, you know, being a Bengal, you know, we, we we never know what kind of love we're going to get from the national media. And um, I've been saying the whole time, I just wish the finalists would um, take a take a look at my career and Corey Dillon's career and Ocho and Takio, all our guys that you know take past the records and 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 the 
the, the, the non-winning seasons. Look at us individually and what we've done. And I think with my career being alignment, there's not that many stats. Uh, voters had to take a look at it. And uh, for to me, we don't take a, for the last two seasons to be a semifinals last season, a finals this year, I'm not going to lie. When they called my name, bro, I did shed a tear. <laughs> All right. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Oh, As I said, man, you that run game, you got a right tackle like Anderson, boy. That run game, not to mention no one's getting to the quarterback. Best of luck with it. Thanks for jumping on with us today, Willie. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Bye, Will. Big Will. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. So Jay says Joe Judge is right. The Giants are not a clown show. They're a different kind of show. We'll tell you why. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. So we're going to get to the Giants in a second. But there was an even bigger clown show at MetLife Stadium this weekend than the Jets or the Giants. How is that possible? Antonio Brown took a page from the Jets and Giants fans and left early. You know, you got to beat that traffic, Jay. <laughs> Phil Rizzuto on the Yankees broadcast, he used to get out, he used to leave in the seventh inning. But Mike Tannenbaum says that doesn't mean we've seen the last of A.B. this season. Here's Mike on this very program yesterday. Make sure that Patrick Mahomes is comfortable. Make sure that Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, because you don't want to disrupt chemistry in terms of what they have going on there is really good. With that said, I'm sure they're sitting there saying, like, well, wait a second. We're going to have to go win a road playoff game to get to the Super Bowl. We just lost to Cincinnati. We've lost to the Chargers. To have another player, you know, again, when focused, when on the field, he's one of the three or four best receivers in the game. So that's the discussion. Now, if I get pushback from Patrick Mahomes and some of the other veterans there, then I, I don't even bring him in for, you know, an interview. But their feedback to me would be very meaningful. It's interesting to me is that – yeah. I w- a, B, key, when, when he feels he's needed, it's a problem. When he feels he has leverage, it's a problem. But when he's like, oh, I'm lucky to have this job, maybe. Well, Adam Schefter tweeted yesterday, for the second straight day, wide receiver Antonio Brown did not show up on today's NFL wire, meaning the Buccaneers still hold his rights per source. So, do, Key, here's the bottom line. Are we going to see him again this season or not? 
Well, you just said it right there. The the Bucks have his rights. He hasn't been released. I think Mike Tannenbaum was talking about that prior, uh, anticipating that they were going to make him a free agent. And even if he was a free agent, I don't believe that you would have seen him play this season. No one's going to bring him into their locker room in the playoffs. This is not a player that was released because they needed room for a kicker or they needed room for an offensive lineman. He is essentially put on the sideline because he decided in whatever quarter it was to leave the third quarter to leave the damn game and go get in a, a, a cab or a car service or Uber or whatever it was and go hang out at the Nets game the, day, the next day. So I don't see where he'll be playing football for anybody this season. Now, next year, that's a different story. Next year, there's an off season, and there's conversations that his agent will have at the Super Bowls and the Pro Bowls and meetings and convince people that he's a different guy. And there's always a coach that says, ah, I'm not worried about him. As long as I got him for 17 games, he can help us win. Two things. Number one, I really respect the way Tom Brady went about the post-presser where he said, hey, look, that's just somebody that we need to pray for and, and help, right? He needs help. And I, that's leadership to me, first off. Secondly, when it comes to Antonio Brown, I don't know what GM or what coach in the right frame of mind would say, yeah, you know, he's super talented and he can, he can help our team. This man took his shirt off and walked off the field with millions of people watching. Not only that, right? It's one thing when somebody becomes angry and you want to walk off the field, I'm, I'm done. You leave the field. You take your shirt off and you make a scene. That's number one. Number two, on top of that, he released a damn rap song. <laughs> the day he walked off the field with his shirt off. That, to me, is somebody, and I love A.B., but somebody who's not in the right frame of mind to help my football team. That's somebody that needs to address some things, and then, like he said, in time, people forget, people move on. I mean, there's a whole track record here. People aren't going to forget, but maybe somebody else will take a shot on them. But I don't see how somebody in the right frame of mind could do that this year. Now, you know I've released a single in the past. So what you're telling me is don't take my shirt off and storm off the set today? I mean, all those I things. I was thinking about maybe ending the show that way. This was the most bizarre Come on, man. thing that I've seen from a football player. Now, look, I've seen football players get mad in the locker room curse the coaches out, threaten them, and then leave the locker room. Yeah, all day, kid. I've seen that. I've seen guys leave the locker room in their gear, get in their car, and go home because they just don't want to be around the team and the, and the coaches at that point in time. But I've never seen a player, like, leave. I thought he got kicked out when I first, you know, saw the video. I didn't realize what was going on. But I've never seen a player leave the sideline and go into the locker room, throw his stuff off in the stands unless he's getting kicked out of game in basketball or something along those lines. I've seen players get upset on the sidelines. I've seen them be restrained by a lot of the teammates. You, if, if you notice in any of those videos, nobody was – other than Mike Evans, everybody else was kind of like, man, let that fool go. Yeah, I ain't business. touching him. I, yeah, go I mean, ahead, let him the, be, the, kid. The, he's just which, not, he's, which is a sad thing yes. in itself mm-hmm. that has gotten to this point because Antonio certainly, as we talked about about a month ago, it kind of – Everything kind of went away. Yeah, I and mean, then all of a sudden, the vaccination card came up, and then and here we are again. Yep. 
So, so uh, he, having discipline is do is is like behaving when it's difficult, right? Mm-hmm. And some players can't do it. A B is one of them. What about coaches? Because there's the there's a there's a clown show. Now they claim it's not a clown show at the Meadowlands. If you ask the head coach, he tells you that the Giants are not a clown show. Listen to Joe Judge. This ain't a team that's having fist fights on the sidelines. This ain't some clown show organization or something else, okay? You talk about the foundation built. Some of the things that the toughest thing to change in a team, the toughest thing to change in a club is the way people think. You understand that? That's the toughest thing. You can get new players. You can have your damn locker room all you want. You got to change how people think. And they got to trust the process. And that's a lot easier said than done when they're looking up right now and you got one game left and the most games you're going to win is five this season, okay? But I guarantee you this. Those men are going to walk in on Wednesday and be ready to roll. We're going to practice hard on Wednesday. We're going to practice hard on Thursday. We're going to practice hard on Friday. Okay? And we're going to play for each other on the, on the field next week. And if we don't play well, every fan has a right to boo my ass out of the stadium. You got that? Why are they that practicing hard me. on Friday? I don't, want it. I don't think anyone wants to get booed. Okay? But the reality is, that's all right. Well, it's always been the Jets have been the clown show and the Giants have been the legacy team, but the but – the, the fist fights on the sidelines. That's a shot at the Washington football team. And J.P. Finley, who covers Washington football team for, the M- for NBC Sports Washington, tweeted, So almost every week opposing NFL coaches do a conference call with local beat reporters. Been going on for decades. And on the week he takes the shot at the Washington football team, Joe Judge does, Giants head coach Joe Judge has declined the conference call with the D.C. media. Key, we have like 10 seconds. Well, here's what I would say about your Giants. First of all, why are you practicing hard on a Friday? Rest their legs and get ready for the game. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is back tomorrow. Greeny is next. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.